Hey, how are you doing? I'm Steve Folland. Welcome to another one. And this, as ever, supported by the podcast host. And they can support you if you're looking to get a podcast off the ground. They have all the resources and courses you might need. And they can even help you edit it and check it out. I'll talk more about it later. But you can find more at beingfreelance.com about the podcast host. Right now, let's find out what it's like being freelance for illustrator and designer Paddy Donnelly. Put the projects in to your portfolio that you want to get more of. So if you really want to do illustration or uh, mobile apps or whatever, that's what you should be filling up your portfolio with. And then people see that and then they're, you know, they label you as that and, and um, you can get more of that work. I absolutely love side projects and I make a lot of time for them during my working week and take a few hours every day or, or maybe take like a couple of days just to work on side projects I may have whenever you're the client and you get to work on your own little projects and, and create your own apps and stuff there's nothing more satisfying than getting something out there that you're 100% proud of and, and you you know really worked really hard on and it's out there and people are enjoying it. Yes, so there's Paddy. We will hear from him in a moment. Hope you're having a good week and all is well with you. Don't forget, check out beingfreelance.com, the website for all of the previous guests, a chance to sign up to the newsletter as well and get the live episode that we did. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it is at beingfreelance. Yet another week goes by where I haven't started anything on Facebook. (laughs) As, as, At some point I will. I'll, I'll get around to it. Just, you know, it, it just fills me with that sense that once I've done that, I will then have to log into Facebook uh, to monitor it. Whereas at the moment, I don't. I don't. I try and stay off Facebook as much as possible so that I can actually get some work done. But yeah, I should. Anyway, that's uh, that's an internal monologue for myself. Uh, back to this episode, and let's cross to freelance illustrator and designer Paddy Donnelly. Hey, Paddy. Hey, how's it going? I am well. So you sound like you're from Ireland, but you're not in Ireland, right? No, uh, I'm living in Belgium. I've been I've been in Belgium now for like yeah seven years, seven and a half years. So, well, let's rewind and and figure out how you've got to where you are, both geographically and work wise. How did you get started being freelance? Uh, oh, how did I get started being freelance? Now that's quite uh, well. I I studied um, back in Ireland uh, in Belfast at the University of Ulster, and I did multimedia design. Uh, that was back. I think I started in two thousand and three. So I did four years of a bachelor's there on like computer science and also design, and uh, it was mostly web design and development. After after that, I did a master's in multidisciplinary design. That was a master's course where we had like lots of different designers. So I was a, there as a web designer, but you also had, you know, photographers and print designers and, and textile designers all in the same in the same course. And it would be like kind of mixed a mix of skills. And, and um, we all did the same sort of assignments, but you, you kind of picked what you did. And, and yeah, it was, it was really interesting. So I did that for a year and a half. And then um, pretty soon after that, I met my now wife who is Belgian and I, I moved to Belgium quickly after my uh, my master's ended so I got a job at an agency so I guess kind of my first uh, my first job after uni or my first real design job uh, I worked for a, an agency mostly doing web apps and uh, some campaigns and um, yeah we worked on like lots of um, you know quite big clients over here and uh, it was a variety of stuff and learned quite a lot I did a lot of UX and design and kind of you know everything from from the 
concepting and brainstorming with the client to you know developing the wireframes and then implementing the or the, like designing the the actual interface and everything um but after a while after uh, three years of working there i yeah i really wanted to do a lot more illustration work and mobile uh, design so i was sort of doing a little bit of that on the side and then i kind of got the the feeling that that i could do this full time but i mean yeah making that jump is quite scary so i kind of uh worked kind of half time uh, for the agency for a while and then pretty soon like uh, all of my time just filled up i was working like in the evenings on my freelance stuff and then working all day at the at the agency so after a while i saw that you know there was enough demand and i could i could uh, i you know convince myself that i could be a freelancer so i mean that was in 2012 so since then i've been um I've been freelancing and then, yeah, in 2012, I took the leap and, and started doing full-time illustration and um, UX design. So I've been doing it ever since and loving it. Awesome. So you kind of said you went part-time. So did it get to a point where you had so much freelance work that you actually went to your agency bosses and went, can I, you know, cut back on my hours here? Here's the deal. Yeah, I went to my bosses and said, I'm wondering... Um, if it's possible like to maybe go like working three days uh, a week at the agency and then two days on my on my own stuff and they were they were okay with that um so uh so I did that for a while but pretty soon I think after a month or two uh, the two days a week I was working on my um, freelance stuff filled up and then <laughs> then you kind of had the awkward situation where it's like say you work on a Monday and a Tuesday on your own stuff and then you have to go and work for someone else for the rest of the week. So you kind of, your freelance stuff have to wait a week before you come back again on it. So you can't really do that on, um, you know, on clients, like kind of say, okay, I can only work, you know, for a couple of days and then you have to wait until the next week. So, um, so that then I had to, you know, start picking it up in the evenings again. And then, yeah, so it was just a matter of, you could see there was a lot of, um, demand out there for for freelance work which was great so um eventually then i think after a couple of months i, I then had to go and say yeah i'm i'm leaving and going full-time freelance so how were you getting those first freelance clients i think the biggest thing you, you that, that gets you uh, work is your portfolio um and i had even though i was working for an agency i'd still put the effort into having my portfolio up to date and um having my website um, you know, still looking modern and, and not kind of uh, a lot of, I guess if you're working for an agency, um, a lot of the work you can't share or um, you kind of, yeah, you just get stuck in the in the work. It's kind of different when you're freelance and you don't really update your portfolio as much. So I think that happens to a lot of designers, but I tried uh, really hard to, to keep adding content to my website and keep, adding, you know, making sure I uh, got permission to like add some client projects on there and uh, so I kept my portfolio up to date a lot and that 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 really helped me because um, I while I was at the agency I was still getting you know inquiries from people like do you do some freelance work and and things like that so there always kind of was that demand there but I think I think it's the it's a huge challenge I mean if you don't have a, a good portfolio out there you totally yeah you can't be discovered at all so and you've nowhere to kind of direct people to to say check this out I've, I've done something similar in the past or you know I, these are the skills I have um and that yeah that I think that having a portfolio was kind of really crucial in getting the first design jobs but I mean I also checked out 
um, there's, you know, different websites for, um, like folio and dribble where like, you know, jobs are posted or I would have the, have a scan kind of through, uh, Twitter to see like where people are looking for illustrators and, and things like that and, and just got in touch with people. Um, but that was kind of, yeah, I think having the portfolio was the biggest advantage, um, at the start. Yeah, it is. But people have still got to find you, haven't they? They've, they've still got to come come looking for your window in the first mm-hmm. place. That's the uh, that's the thing, isn't it? And when you went freelance, obviously you you had this rich uh, kind of armory of skills. It feels like like you know you you trained in a lot of different things. You were doing lots of different things at the agency. So how did you uh, decide uh, what? to work on you know like what what to do or did you think actually no I'll just do do whatever I've I'll I'll do it all well I think it was my decision for the kind of uh the projects I took on was based out of yeah I was I was a little bit frustrated with the projects I was getting through the agency I really wanted to do a lot more illustration work and that wasn't coming in that wasn't the sort of stuff we were doing and I really wanted to do a lot more iPhone app design and we weren't really getting that either and I mean those are the two things I really wanted to do and that's the stuff I was taking on you know in the weekends um and really enjoyed it and then that just kind of confirmed that I didn't want to be doing the you know like the card the large uh, web apps or, or or things anymore I really wanted to do some different things so that's that's what really um that was a big motivating factor in me going freelance was was to get those other projects so that's that's what I wanted to to get and that's what I went out looking for but I wasn't yeah I knew at the start I mean this is this is a big deal going freelance and you know security uh, is something you have to think about so I was willing to accept you know other projects that would be just maybe not so enjoyable but it would be just for you know financial security to to have those jobs in case because it's quite scary at the start you don't know whether like in a couple of months time there's going to be no work and then you're kind of on your own and you have no nothing to fall back on so um i i i you know took on a variety of projects and websites and and all sorts of things but i think um uh, the a kind of rule i give myself for my portfolio is definitely put the put the projects in to your portfolio that you want to get more of. So if you really want to do illustration or uh, mobile apps or whatever, that's what you should be filling up your portfolio with. And then people see that and then they're, you know, they label you as that and and, um, you can get more of that work. So how have you evolved your business since then? So that was 2012 when you finally quit your job. Well, evolving, um, I think I've become uh, pickier at the projects I, I take up. I mean, the biggest... One of the biggest, the the best things about going freelance is the the freedom part of it, and you can you can say no to projects that you don't want to take on, and you can create your own hours and make your own schedule, and, and you can shape your working life uh, as you see fit. And I really love that aspect of freelance life. And in the beginning, yeah, you're inexperienced. In terms of like running your own business, uh, you're kind of inexperienced and you don't know what the, the future will hold. And now after uh, four years, I, I'm a lot more experienced when it comes to, you know, planning my, you know, upcoming months and, and making sure there's there's definitely enough projects coming in or planning for, for big gaps or, um, yeah, 
I think making sure you have plenty of ongoing clients that'll that'll keep going throughout some quieter periods. And so I think now the biggest um, evolution is just becoming um, pickier the, about the the projects I do. And now I I pick a lot more projects that I. Uh, I just do because I, I really enjoy them. In the beginning, uh, I think you kind of accept anything within limits um, because, yeah, you you don't know whether that would be your last project for a while. So I think that's probably the biggest evolution. But uh, in terms of being uh, professional and, and um, like making strict rules on myself, I think I've always been, even from the beginning, uh, always worked with like contracts and always was really strict on getting deposits before I before I started any work or um, you know things like that so I always uh, I always was really strict even from day one so that that's something that's remained throughout my freelance life so excellent so you've managed to avoid those those pitfalls by, by the sounds of it yeah, I mean, you you always have um, some challenges there, but uh, I said from the start to myself that that I was really going to, no matter who it's for, no matter if it's for like friends or, or people you sort of know or former colleagues or whatever, like always treat everything as um, like a professional, real project. Work with work with contracts, uh, work with down payments, um, and keep everything keep everything as professional and just have the a really clear communication here's exactly what i'm going to do for you and uh, how much and etc what the here's all the terms so um so there's no confusion because i think uh, in freelance life it's uh, communication like really clear communication is is really key because whenever there's silence or or, or people are thinking that um you are going to do something whenever you're thinking you're not going to do something then that leads to a lot of awkward situations so i think just communication is is key there mm. it kind of felt like you really liked doing projects on the side mm-hmm. you know when when you're in the agency now that you're freelance do you still get to do that so sort of side projects which you're the client i guess yeah yeah well uh, those are definitely my uh my favorite things to work on uh, i've done quite a lot of side projects in the past well one in particular is together with another guy over here in belgium who i used to work with we in i believe uh, when i was starting to go freelance like around 2012 i think we we made um an ipad app for for kids uh, and we put it on the app store and it got, you know, a few, uh, downloads in the beginning. And then we saw like some great reactions and stuff. And then, you know, it got, uh, featured by Apple in the app store and stuff. And we kind of thought, uh, this is potentially something we, we, you know, just made it a bit out of fun. Like he has kids and just wanted to make an app. He's a developer. I'm an illustrator. So we just kind of paired up and put something together and, uh, and put it out there. But then we saw people enjoyed it and we, and we thought, well, we could definitely make make another one, and so pretty quickly we made um, we made a different app, and and um, you know with the same characters and and, and uh, you know the same sort of brand around it, and then we just uh, that kind of snowballed into into something which was a pretty nice little um, side project, which earns a bit of money off the off the app store now that it's kind of turned into something that yeah we don't have to think about it just it's a you know recurring revenue that's that's coming in that that's a great little yeah it's, it, it's definitely started out as a as a side project as just a little bit of fun and then it turned into something which we treat as a semi business and we put a lot of effort into it so it's a we tap so w e e taps is the name of the 
the brand, if you want to call it. And we have we've quite a number of kids apps now in the in the app store. And um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun working on that sort of stuff because you get to you get to escape from the client work. I mean, the client work now is is a lot uh, is a lot of fun because I only choose you know projects that I really want to that I really want to do. But you're still working with the client, and it's someone else's project and there's always going to be decisions that aren't that don't go your way and stuff but whenever you're the client and you get to work on your own little um projects and and create your own apps and stuff there's nothing more satisfying than getting something out there that you're 100 percent proud of and and you you know really worked really hard on and and it's 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 out there and people are enjoying it you know so yeah i, I absolutely love side projects and i make a lot of time for them during my you know, working week and, and take a few hours every day or, or maybe take like a couple of days uh, in the week just to work on um, on our kids apps or on any other little little side projects I may have. Another one, I used to have a, a podcast as well, um, a podcast called Working Out with Ashley Baxter. And um, we talked about creating a business, uh, doing what you love. So kind of turning your your passion or, or you know, what you're into into a into a real business and um that that was something we did for uh for a couple of years but yeah this year was a particularly busy year for me i was uh getting married and and uh was taking a lot of time off and stuff and had different things going on so it was uh we didn't really have the time to dedicate as you well know that it takes a lot of time uh recording a podcast and and uh, writing everything up and editing and everything and we couldn't dedicate enough time to to really keep the quality as high as we wanted it to be so that's something that that was a great fun little side project that um uh well at the moment it's kind of on pause but hopefully we'll we'll be able to to bring it back when things are less hectic but that was also a great um escape from from the work and we got to like talk about why we do things and why we uh you know kind of you know have take a look at our freelance careers and and um how we yeah just just kind of ask ourselves why we why we do certain things so that that was really useful i think for my for my career as well yeah what because you were you were almost forcing yourself to analyze it to sort of contemplate what you were doing Mm -hmm. which is something i guess a lot of people don't do like it's, Mm. it's it's you don't take the time to to sit down and kind of uh, after a project, you know, sit down and say, okay, was that, did that turn out the way I thought it was? Did I, you know, meet the goals I set for myself at the start? Did I even set goals before a project, you know? So, um, yeah, that was really, it was really useful to, to sit down and, um, think about things. Yes. Okay. Which, um, feels like a very apt point to break for a moment and tell you that if you want to start your own podcast, well, we have a lovely relationship. It's, it's quite close and uh, embracing with the podcast host. Uh, Colin and his team can really help you get a podcast off the ground with their free resources, but also with their courses and their technical support. Things like editing, they can do that for you. They can, uh, Publish your podcast, get it up there, out to the world, write the show notes, create the artwork, all of these things that you have to think about. And on top of that, they have one-on-one support, mastermind groups as well. So it's like joining a community of podcasters as well. So the podcast host is what they're called. If you use the promo code freelance, you will save yourself money as well. Check them out via the link at beingfreelance.com and tell them I said hi. Uh, Back to you though, Paddy. And how have you uh, managed to, uh, I I mean, I don't know, do, do you work from home? Are you working from home? 
I do, yeah. Um, I work uh, mostly from home. Um, I also have a co-working space that I, um, there's a pretty cool incubator uh, over here with a lot of startups in it. And um, there's a big open plan office and, and I have a desk there that I uh, work from sometimes as well. So it's a pretty cool um, scene over here with uh, uh, a lot of uh, people doing various uh Various cool things, uh, working with drones or doing sort of doing apps or you know the, all sorts of um, stuff over there. So it's great to work in that kind of atmosphere as well. But I particularly like working at home and kind of just being uh, having peace and quiet and just getting stuck in with putting my headphones on and getting stuck into my work. And um, yeah, no, I, I quite love working from home. I, I guess a lot of people wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't really want to go down that wood or couldn't couldn't see them um you know working by themselves all day but i don't mind it how do you stay uh you know have you found that there's there's things you have to do to stay focused work you know working by yourself or to switch off for that matter because it can be tempting just to work 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 yeah it's that's definitely a problem whenever you're whenever you're working on you know your passion or whenever you're passionate about um about your work it's it's really hard to to switch off and uh definitely in the beginning i uh had trouble doing that and would just kind of work in the evenings i also had to because i was i was out of time so um i i i would have a hard time yeah like switching off and, and just would work on through uh work in the evening and stuff but now i'm pretty strict on myself and and try to quit before six and just uh then try and not look at the computer for the whole evening but that's also that's also quite tough for uh because you kind of work want to work on the side projects and uh, and things like that so it's uh, it's tough to switch off, but I say one of the biggest challenges of going freelance is like kind of self-discipline and, and making sure you're motivated to get, it's not like you have a boss, you know, sitting, waiting for your results or anything. It's, it's you have to get up uh, in the morning and you have to put the hours in and, and do the work and deliver whatever your clients are looking for. And that's... Uh, yeah, that can be that can be quite hard sometimes. Sometimes you get demotivated about a project, or uh, you're stuck on a particular design problem, and it it can be quite tough to to really motivate yourself and and get yourself to deliver those results. So I think that's also something you have to learn as as a freelancer uh, to to really um, push yourself to to be a professional and and definitely put the work in. So do you feel uh, as well part of a, any sort of community, like communities of freelancers or anything? Yeah, I mean, I follow a lot of people on, on Twitter who are also freelancers and um, they keep an eye on that uh, on that scene. Uh, definitely, like I mentioned, the the incubator, I'm, uh, the startup incubator that I that I have a mm. desk at, that, that's a really cool scene to, to go and mix up there. And they, they have lots of um, little presentations and things where like every month or two they would have, you know, everybody gets up and for a minute has to say what they're working on and, and um, uh, you know, what, what stuff they're looking for. And that, that's a cool way to, yeah, discover new clients and, and things like that as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool scene and, and you see a lot of people uh, in in a similar mindset and working on their own uh, projects and their own passions as well. So that's that's really cool. That's a really cool, yeah, motivating atmosphere to be in. And it says on your site that you you do consultancy as well. When when did you sort of begin doing that? How did that come about? 
uh, I guess like maybe a year or two ago, I started thinking about, well, I was doing a lot of uh, projects where it wasn't so much that I needed to actually design something, but just talking uh, with the client and just giving them ideas for improving uh, maybe the, the user experience of their app or product but also just the their business just kind of you know thinking about the product they're offering and everything and I, I was just doing that like kind of at, as my job as a as a designer so I just thought about yeah it would be um it would be fun uh, also to to just you know analyze people's people's apps and and um you know give more of the look more at the design thinking and the, the, the user experience from a higher level and just giving people um, some uh, some recommendations on how to improve things. And it didn't have to be just uh, just me actually making new designs for them. So it was just another, um, uh, another kind of evolution of, of my uh, career, I guess, uh, doing mm. that. So, But it's... Um, I get, uh, most of my work would be the illustration and, and design work. And then every so often you get people who don't necessarily need a new design, like they don't need the whole thing redesigned, but they just need things uh, tweaked or kind of just moved in the right direction. So sometimes there you don't have to actually make a new design, but it's just a you know conversation uh, with them to discuss how to, how to improve things or just to kind of change their way of, of thinking, so... One thing um, from your site, your your portfolio, mm -hmm. uh, is that it's left dot com, l e double f t dot com. So, um, as a company, left, mm -hmm. uh, although underneath that it does say, you know, it's not like you pretend to be lots of people. It says freelance <laughs> illustrator and designer Paddy Donnelly. But uh, did you start out as left? When when did that? Like when you went freelance, did you? Uh, I was thinking about. Uh... Uh, having a yeah company name, uh, uh, something to kind of go. Um, uh, when I was thinking of going freelance, I uh, I wanted to to have my portfolio not just on paddydonnelly.com, but just uh, I wanted to have a name or something, you know, to make it look more like a um, yeah, like a like a business, like a real, not necessarily a company, but like just um, something to just you know, grip everything around and, and I knew I would be doing different things like illustration or design and yeah, eventually like kind of design consultancy and stuff. And, and, uh, I wanted something to, to group that all around rather than just, just my name. Um, and, uh, when I was coming up with the portfolio design and everything, and also when I was registering as being self-employed, I had to think of, uh, you know, a name and left L-E-F-F-T dot com was, was a domain I've had for, long time like years and years and years whenever uh i have yeah that's another thing whenever you're you work on the web uh, you register so many domains like you have a good idea for a side project or um you, th you think of a really cool domain and it's free and then you buy it and then you renew it every year and every year and left was uh was one i had i don't, i can't really remember when when i first <laughs> thought about it or anything i think it must have been like around that time whenever everybody had their websites like the 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 kind of cool web 2.0 names like uh, dribble with an extra b or flicker with no no e and stuff whenever they were like tweaking the the names i think that's when uh, when i registered 
left.com and um so yeah that was just uh just something that that sounded cool to me but it's not it doesn't mean anything really in particular but now it's kind of grown into something uh which which is nice to have and put on your kind of stamp to put on to put on your work you know yeah i like it it's it's really good (laughs) i always do this thing where i ask for three facts about yourself make two true one a lie and let me figure out the lie what have you got for me yeah okay so um number one i've caught and eaten a piranha uh number two uh when i was a kid i was really scared really terrified of johnny five from short circuit from the movie short circuit (laughs) and number three i'm allergic to peanuts oh man these are good okay (laughs) Uh, where did you catch and eat a piranha a piranha in um, in the Amazon in Peru. We went out fishing and uh, then we caught piranhas and uh, cooked them and ate them. How do you how do you go about you know catching a piranha? What what, uh, what are they like? Just the same way you uh, you would catch any other fish. Well, uh, I think we put like uh, yeah bits of uh, smaller fish, I guess, <laughs> and just on hooks and just uh, mm-hmm. just in the water. And yeah, they go crazy for it. So it's it's pretty easy to catch them actually. Short circuit, Johnny. F- Johnny. F- circuit, F- what's how could he? Be- Johnny Five. He's I know. like the coolest robot ever. I know, and I, I definitely think that now. But I do remember. I get. Mm. I, I can't remember when that movie came out. I mean, I was born in '85, and I. What's that? Probably, <laughs> probably then. <laughs> mid, yeah, probably it must be mid '80s. I'd say that movie. Yeah. Um, so I think the first time I maybe saw it, I was maybe five or something, and. Um, uh, I remember being, yeah, terrified of him. Uh, I don't know, something about his eyes or something. But now I love him, so. Yeah, that was wicked. That was that phase of films when they still made real special effects. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. Labyrinth was, and uh, and Short Circuit when E.T., all of those things were real. Yeah. E.T. was another guy I was pretty scared of, actually. Yeah, yeah. they kind of look similar. <laughs> like, well, one being a robot, but. And when did you, uh, peanuts, so you were allergic to peanuts. Mm. When, when did you find that out? Uh, that wasn't from birth. It was like uh, from, I think, like six or seven or something like that there. But it's not like a really, really bad one. It's, it's, uh, I just get like a little bit <laughs> weird and <laughs> kind of <laughs> get like, you know, kind of rash and things like that there. But it's not like, yeah. uh, it's not like the full blown uh, apple, uh, you know, Marvelous. You need the, the pen and stuff. Yeah. That's a good medical term. I'm s- sorry, Mrs. Donnelly, but your son's gone a bit weird. Um, <laughs> Pavana short circuit peanuts. Why it's would you one. make up any... Like, if you were going to make up... Oh, Matt. You've never caught and eaten a piranha. No? Is that what you're going for? Yeah. That one's actually true. Ah. We, uh, we really did uh, catch and eat piranhas. They're actually quite nice. They're They just taste like fish yeah <laughs> just stay like like any other fish like it's not really uh but they they don't have like no meat on them so i guess that's why they people don't catch them they're not commercial enough because they're like you have like one bite of meat on them they're just like jaws and then a tail yeah you aren't allergic to peanuts i'm not allergic to peanuts peanuts are maybe my favorite thing in the world i am absolutely mad about peanuts yeah 
uh, it's uh, I don't go all weird when I <laughs> when I eat them. It's uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm really like addicted to peanuts. It's uh, I'm, I eat them like all the time. Very good. Now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? Oh, um, oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I would tell myself like uh, that it's absolutely possible to have a career as a grown-up where you get to draw dinosaurs for a living like uh, <laughs> it's really possible like if i could tell my you know five-year-old self that uh, you know drawing dinosaurs all day would eventually become your job when you're 31 uh, i mean that would be that would be the best thing ever because it's actually true i mean people pay me for uh, to make illustrations and uh, i do a lot of kids stuff so it's uh, i mean it's the dream job so um i would tell tell my younger self that it's definitely possible and you should just uh uh just keep practicing and just keep uh uh trying to because it's yeah you can definitely have your have your dream job well like whatever you're whatever you're really into i mean it's 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 definitely possible there's someone out there who'll who'll pay you to do it nice i like that there's um there, there is a wonderful array of styles by the way on your um on your website it's you know, like you couldn't pin it to one thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, there's yeah. quite a lot of like really colorful kid stuff in there. But then uh, I've also went through periods of working a lot with textures and, and things. Mm-hmm. And I've also tried out some, you know, simple kind of line style illustration stuff. And and I mean, I've done plenty of UI design over the years as well and done like really... I went through the skeuomorphic phase with everyone else and then like the really clean flat UI uh, stage. So, I mean, I've, uh, I've tried quite a lot of, of different, different styles and everything. I mean, I guess you, you develop, um, it's good to develop a style, but also be kind of versatile and be able to be able to try different things depending on what the, what the project is, you know, so yeah. you never know what's going to come along. But I mean, I try and put a, a bit of a variety in my portfolio so people can, when they're looking at it, you know, they can pick up on something and say, ah, oh, that's kind of the look I was going for or that I'm looking for. And, um, yeah, it kind of helps you if you've got a bit of variety in there, like I said, yeah, put the work in your portfolio that you want to get more of. So, uh, definitely that for me, that's like illustration work, but I also put in, make sure and try and do different styles in there so that yeah somebody might pick up on on something in particular i mean if it's all one style then that's that kind of limits you which might be fine but you know people potential clients might look at it and go ah this is a totally different type of designer so that i'm not even going to contact them you know so mm. Don't forget, check out beingfreelance.com. We will have links on there to everything that Paddy is up to and for that matter was up to. So, you know, just because they're on a break from their podcast at the moment doesn't mean that you can't go back and listen to it. It's uh, evergreen type stuff as they uh, discuss being creative and doing your work and things. So uh, links to that and to the kids apps and everything. So go take a look, beingfreelance.com. And um, yeah, while you're there, subscribe as well so that you don't miss an episode and we'll do it all again another time. But for now, Paddy, thank you so much and all the best being freelance. Not a problem. Thanks very much for having me. 